Welcome to Insights for Manufacturing, the podcast that supports the UK manufacturing sector. Hosted by Jeff Beecham, the manufacturer's recruiter. Hello and welcome to Insights for Manufacturing. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Jane Goldsworthy, who's the Managing Director of Oxford Innovation Advice. How are you today, Jane? Welcome to the show. I'm very well, thanks. Um, Good to be here. Good. Um, So for anybody that is not familiar with Oxford Innovation Advice, um, I'd just like to to set the scene a little bit because um, uh, as I learnt when I first met Jane, uh, whilst Oxford is in the name of the organisation, you're actually a a UK-wide support mechanism for for SMEs. So it's a, a, you know, a a national um, service. So there was a piece on the Oxford Innovation Advice website, Jane, that I that I absolutely love, and I'll, I'll just take a second to uh, to read out this line that really caught my attention, and it is: "Economies thrive when local entrepreneurs and SMEs receive great advice." How wonderful is that? I mean, wh- where did that come from? Oh gosh, um, I, I don't know where the exact words come from, but I think it it, it really embodies what we do and, and, and why why we do it. So I guess as a, as a company, we feel really passionately about small businesses and the, and the role that they play in um, creating wealth, creating jobs, you know, creating local, local communities. Um, and, and we see our role as providing them with that little bit of external advice and support that can really help them be, you know, the best that they, that they can. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. So um, just to give out a few sort of uh, headline facts and, and, and stats, really, for the for the listeners or viewers. So Oxford Innovation Advice, by the end of 2021, you'd supported over 32,000 SME businesses uh, that had created over 28,000 new jobs, generated over a billion pounds in GVA supported the development of over 2,000 new products, raised over 223,000 in private investment, and distributed over 14 million in grant funding to SMEs. Um, wow, that's a, a, a great list of, uh, of, of achievements. And obviously, you know, the, the SME business community, uh, it sounds like has been uh, you know, either thrown a lifeline or thrown great opportunities to grow and thrive and prosper through Oxford Innovation Advice. So, um, so well done for all of that. It's fascinating. Thank you. Okay, so Jane, just just to to sort of get to know you just a little bit before we go into the, uh, I, I mm-hmm. suppose the the interview part about uh, the organisation. Why for you, Jane? Why SMEs? How did you first? you know, get into supporting SMEs and, and what is it that's so rewarding for you? <laughs> such a such a good question. And I was sort of reflecting back on this. My, my first job um, was actually working for a really big international company. Mm. Um, and, and whilst I, you know, I learned a lot through that experience, I, I guess it's fair to say I didn't really enjoy the, the culture within yeah. that within that organization it was sort of quite a negative risk averse culture 
And um, I jumped from there and went to work for a, a, a small consultancy. We were, I think it was about six or seven people at the time. And the consultancy was providing support to funders, um, public sector organisations around the sorts of interventions that they could do to support economic growth. Yeah. And as part of that job, one of the absolute best bits of it for me was I got to go around and talk to lots of small businesses and ask them what their problems were and, and where they thought that they would they would need help. And I think it was that particular job for me that really opened my eyes to to small businesses and just how how wonderful they were, you know, in terms of the, you know, the 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 ambition, the innovation, the drive and the the bravery of those leaders of small businesses and the really sort of fantastic, you know, cultures that they created um, in their business um, to to take things forward. So I think that was really the thing for me that that um, that really opened my eyes to to small businesses and just, you know, what a fantastic part of our economy they, they are. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, um, the, the, the overall stat is that, you know, the, the economy is made up of about 95% of SMEs, isn't yeah. it? You know, so I think that, you know, a, a lot of people that aren't involved in business or industry um, directly, I, th- I think, you know, are probably not aware of that. You know, they, yeah. they possibly take for granted the fact that it's the small and medium sized enterprises that are you know, keeping the country moving and getting us all of our goods and products and services mm-hmm. that we all need. So, um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, small businesses. I think. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. They're about. They're actually about ninety nine percent. I think of the total number of businesses in the country, but they right. they employ about half of the workforce uh, in the country. And but yeah. but I think more importantly, they're the businesses that that generate the new products the innovations and um and also create jobs as well so they are really the sort of engines of 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 economic growth in the country yeah absolutely and just to go back on on what you were saying about culture Mm -hmm. i was interested in you know your your own journey from that sort of uh more sort of corporate environment into a you know a a much much smaller Mm. organization and you know the the differences when you're moving from a a large company into a a small one or vice versa it can be really like chalk and cheese can't it and and some people um it's almost you know too much of a a shift for them to get used to and there's one thing that i always you know spend a lot of time talking to executive candidates about and and my clients as well is mm-hmm. the is the culture of the organization you know and the 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 technical skill sets and the and the leadership behaviors and competencies that you need are of course they are really really key they're in, they're, they're so important um but getting the right fit for for oneself you know when you're looking to to change career it can be a game changer if you if you land with a business that's got a fantastic culture but on the flip side of that it can be a bit soul destroying if you mm. if you go to a business and you know the culture just uh, I, I suppose is at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of where your own values are so um what you know with your with your regular dealings with with smes and in, in particular sort of you know within the, the sort of manufacturing space have you have you sort of picked up on any uh 
sort of trends or um, I'm just trying to think, you know, in, in your conversations with businesses, what is your um, viewpoint or what, what observations have you made about the culture in today's world of SMEs? Because we've been through COVID and, you know, we've had Brexit and all the rest of it. SMEs are always extremely frantically busy. They've got to be agile. They're innovators. But on the people side of things, where does the where does the culture sort of fit in, do you think, when it comes to a business looking to grow and maybe they need funding or, you know, they need these growth um, strategies that you that you that you help with? Um, what, what are you picking up from SMEs in, in terms of the, the people and culture aspect and how does that fit in with with these with these growth strategies? I think, um, well, obviously, as you, as you say, the culture of an organisation is, is, is really, really important. And, and I think that's doubly so with small businesses, because, um, you know, if you're, if, if, if you're a team of 10 people and you're taking on, you know, one or two more people, you know, if they don't fit in, there's, there's, nowhere, there's nowhere for them to hide, really. Whereas, you know, in a, in a big business, it's different. Yeah. And I think it's um, I think it's also quite often it's quite difficult for businesses to be able to to describe their own culture, you know, because it it, it just is what it is to them. That's that's work. And so to be able to describe what it's like and to understand the sort of values that they want from new employees is, is sometimes sometimes a little bit tricky and that's sometimes where some sort of external help yeah. um, can can support with that um i mean small businesses tend to have even if they're not family run businesses they they tend to have far more of a sort of family feel yeah. um to to them um i think i think businesses have um i think the sort of mission driven element as is is becoming more and more apparent in that businesses are small businesses are getting better at explaining you know how they want to make the world a better place and what yeah. and, and what they're doing about, about that and i think you know particularly going through the sort of covid period that we've been through um i think i think businesses have got a lot more sort of understandable and and flexible you know in terms of you know people where companies have, have had to adapt haven't they to deal yeah. with all the stuff that that covid threw at them and mm -hmm. i think a lot of those sort of practices and values are you know have, have stayed um and, and are going to be around going forwards yeah good well thank you very much for your your insights on that um so Looking at Oxford Innovation Advice, so you've got a, a range of services for, for SMEs. So let's, let's just learn a little bit about what you do. So there are, I mean, you've got access to finance. Um, you do work and deliver stuff uh, through Innovate UK. You've got the Manufacturing Growth Programme. You've got the Strategic Growth Programme and Transform. What, what What's the overall, I, I suppose if I was an SME looking for help, I wasn't quite sure um what i needed or how i needed to grow what 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 programs uh would i be sort of signposted to can, can you give some sort of overview as to the range of programs and 
what and who they're generally for or or, or best aimed at? Um, well, I guess I guess we we as a company we work with the leaders of around probably two or three thousand small businesses um, every year, and um, we work with businesses across a range of of, of sectors um, and in a range of different places in yeah. the, in the country. Um, we've got a team of advisors, um, and they work. They typically are working one to one with with these businesses. Uh, broadly speaking, it's around helping them to uh, innovate, to raise finance, to improve their business, and and to and and to grow. Um, because the support that we provide is funded by uh, government, by by the public sector. Um, it, it tends to be ring fenced to a particular geography and a particular sort of support. Yeah. Um, and and we have to to gain that public uh, that government funding. We have to, we have to bid in typically against a specification that the um, funder has uh, has given. So the manufacturing growth program is um, is one of the largest programs that we that we deliver. Um, that is available to SMEs in Yorkshire, the Midlands, and parts of the parts of the southeast. Yeah, um, because that's where the public funding is available for that. Um, the access to finance program that we that we deliver um, it supports businesses in Cornwall um, because again that's where the funding is for that particular program. Yeah. So you know I, I think we'll probably come on and talk about this a, a little bit later. But it does make it quite difficult for um, for small businesses that the type of support that's available varies quite a bit across the across the country. So there's different pockets of of, of mm. money available depending on what region you're in, what what specific yeah. area. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm sort of talking about this with you and having this discussion. You know, and this. This isn't an area that I know an awful lot about in terms of how it works, how the funding um, works. Uh, so that's really put one of my own myths, I suppose, to one side in that I just thought there was money available across the country and you, you had to you had to bid for it. It didn't matter where the, the business was. But if, if it's all split up geographically, then that does make it somewhat more challenging, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, I think to, to give you a, you know, a specific example, um, in, in, in Leicestershire, um, the funders decided that they wanted to have um, a programme supporting growth businesses. Um, they felt that that programme should have some one-to-one -one support and also some, um, some, some workshops and also some sort of peer learning. They put out an invitation to tender saying, this is the sort of thing we want. This is the budget that's available for it. Um, we put in a bid, our bid was successful. And then we are commissioned by those funders to deliver that sort of support in Leicestershire to yeah. businesses based in the, based in the, in the county. And, uh, you know, even if we think it's a, you know, a fantastic programme, um, there isn't necessarily an option to go to Derbyshire or Nottinghamshire and sort of say, "Have you got some funding? You know, we could we could extend this yeah. program and run it in that that part." Those, those right. Too. 
Okay, so what what are the what are the main challenges or barriers um, that SMEs or entrepreneurs face when, when they're sort of contemplating reaching out for support? I mean, there's got to be this sort of thought process. I mean, there are a number of initiatives either either for funding or or you know business advice all over the country, and and I think or one one thing that's come across to me from talking to some SMEs is that they don't always know where to look there are so many different um types of support that might be available to them it's a bit of a minefield out there particularly Mm -hmm. if they haven't really gone through this before so what what are the main sort of challenges are they sort of facing when they're going through that process of "Mm, i I need to scale up or i need some help what 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 roadblocks are they they coming up against and how how are you helping them with this Uh, yeah i I mean i think i think you've you've set them out quite well actually in in the, the 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 main challenge is 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 knowing is knowing what is what is available yeah and and i guess specifically what's going to be really useful to your business at at this particular moment in moment in time um and and finding somebody who sort of really understands what's available locally and can um you know connect you with the the right type of support yeah um you know it's obviously really important i think part of the problem with the current system and the way business support is 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 funded is there is a little bit of a tendency to I, I would describe it as product push so you know smes getting you know if they get on email distribution lists it'll be a do you want one of these or we've got a grant for this or you know there's this scheme available when when really what they need and what what we try and do is is somebody to get to know the business to understand their problems and where they need help and then connect them in with the right bit of support yeah. at the right time so it's a bespoke pathway for them really rather than a, a kids in a sweet shop this is all available Ooh, what, what are we going to have you know it's uh yeah it's, it's sort of flipping that on its head and looking at the the sme or, or the the entrepreneur first which is well that's true consult consulting isn't it you know it's not just giving somebody a load of options choose one it's well tell me about your business which is you know pretty much how i like to work as well so that that resonates strongly with me um so the the other the other point as well as well um and i think this goes without without saying that um smes have a lot of things to focus on every day which are all about running their business you know so to expect them to be um setting aside time to research you know the various schemes what's available are they eligible for it what's the application process all that sort of stuff is just completely unrealistic yeah yeah business owners uh you know there's only there's only 24 hours in a day uh we, we do need to sleep but i know a lot of business owners that are absolutely stacked out you know 12 14 16 hours a day just making ends meet, running the business, keeping the customers happy. So when it comes to anything like this, it's almost like a side project and it might be really key for the business. It might be about business survival over the medium to long term. It might be about growth, whatever it might be. They're, they're all 
you know, key decisions to be made. But um, yeah, I think the process needs to be as as easy or as user friendly as as it can be for for the business. So it sounds like you you've got the the, the right approach there, and uh, that's what the the SMEs need really. So there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about Brexit, COVID. You know, energy costs now are, are providing a you know probably one of the biggest challenges, um, particularly to SMEs uh, and, and some of the large you know energy intensive uh, larger businesses. You know, in UK manufacturing, what work is Oxford Innovation Advice currently involved in to support? uk manufacturing smes i mean you don't necessarily need to um you know talk specifically about a particular business but i mean what what type of work is what what are you being asked for most at the moment you know so what 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 type of projects are you are you seeing and what what are you involved yeah. in so um so the manufacturing growth program um which is one of the programs we deliver and i think it's supported about four thousand two hundred um, small manufacturer since it's since it's been going yeah um, there's as you can imagine with that many companies there's quite a wide range of areas where they they're looking for support um, there's there's always demand for um, support around improving sort of productivity efficient efficiency gains yeah um, digital marketing is a is a is a really big area. So obviously, companies looking to increase sales and um, you know in, in increase their presence in the marketplace. Um, and then, as you as you say, um, energy costs really high, and so we're we're seeing sort of increasing interest in um, putting in systems, sort of micrometering type systems, to uh, be able to measure energy usage across processes and then understand you know the places where it would really make a difference to yeah. um, to, to to um invest perhaps in new equipment um to reduce uh, energy energy usage um but it's a it's a it's a whole whole range of of areas and that's you know that's one of the beauties of the manufacturing growth program is that it can help manufacturing with a manufacturing business with whatever they think is their their biggest problem yeah at that particular time okay so if, if i was to ask you to you know to to give a a compelling example of how manufacturing smes can can benefit from getting in touch with with oxford innovation advice for help to to grow their business do you have a a particular uh project or case study that that you could highlight that would be a you know if i was an sme you know looking for some help and i heard about an instance where you'd delivered whatever program it is to a another sme that would really convince me you know crikey these are the people that i need to talk to um because there's a similar set of problems or there's a similar mm. you know outcome that i'm looking for is there anything that sticks in mind that would be a really good um the flagship or, or example yeah i mean it's really really difficult the, the website has got a load of um, case studies on it and yeah. you can you can search those case studies by by region so you know i want to look at another big business in the west midlands um you can or you can search them by sector you know i want a case study of a textiles business or food and drink business 
or you can search them by the type of support, so around productivity improvement, um, etc. Et, et um, I, I think that I mean the the, the 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 client feedback that we get is is really really good. Um, I think it's something like around ninety nine percent of businesses have said the support they've received has been good or or, or very good. So Amazing. I think. Uh, and and I think one of the key things that we focus on is, you know, it is public funding. There are requirements around, um, um, you know, form filling and data capture, but we've worked really hard so that our processes that the SME has to go through are really slick. So we're, we're taking all the pain or as much of the pain as possible of that sort of public funding. And so it is as as, as easy for the, for the small business to access as, as possible. Yeah. Um, um, but you asked for a particular case study, didn't you? And so um, it's really difficult to think of one in particular, but maybe if I talk about, so there's a company based uh, in, in Yorkshire called, called Restrap. They uh, were set up in, in 2010. Yeah. Uh, set up by a guy who... Um, essentially had this idea that he could make uh, cycle sort of pedal straps out of recycled seatbelts. Uh, he, was, he was a mad keen cyclist and he was also sort of really into that sort of sustainability recycling thing. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've worked with the company over a number of years. Um, they're now, their turnover is about four and a half million and they employ about 70 people they still do all their manufacturing in in yorkshire and that's you know very much part of the ethos of the of, of the company yeah um so we've helped them with um you know setting up those production manufacturing processes improving the efficiency of them we've also helped them um get some uh, a grant to invest in in some machinery um, yeah as part of that, um, establishing that manufacturing um, footprint. Um, and we've also helped them access um, some essentially sort of leadership and management training as well, because as obviously as the company's grown, it's had to develop its management structure and yeah. it's had to bring in a, you know, a whole tier of people whose job is around managing KPIs, people, maintaining the culture within the, the company as well so a lot of support um with with that so i guess that's just one company and it gives you you know a little bit of a of a flavor of the types of things that the program can help with absolutely well thank you so much for sharing that with me i mean it's great to hear about a you know a, a british manufacturer you know that's that's strong on the sustainability agenda as well um you know jobs creation um that's a, that sounds like a great success story. So if anybody's out there, have a look at Restrap. I just want to give out the, the Oxford Innovation Advice website details, if I may. Um, so it's www.oxfordinnovationadvice, all one word, .co.uk. Um, so you can uh, have a, a good look at the services and the programs and also these wonderful case studies uh, that, that Jane was just talking about. So there's something else that you that you do as well, Jane, which is a, a, a sort of 
I don't know whether it's a separate side of the organization or it's just a, a different function, but I, I know you've got a network of innovation centers, haven't you? I, I, I understand currently you've got around 28 innovation centers around the UK. So, so what are they? What, what do they do and, and who are they for? Yeah, so that's, that's our, our sister, sister company. Um, and those innovation centers are, um, well, they are buildings but they're essentially creating communities of, of entrepreneurs and, and innovators. Um, they're based in, as you say, 28 different locations around, around the country. Yeah. Um, some of them are based on uh, university campuses, sort of business park um, type, type locations. Um, they are typically home to between I don't know, 30 or 40 small, small businesses. And whilst the businesses are in the centre, you know, we, uh, they, they can get um, advice from our uh, innovation directors based in the centre. And also there will be an, uh, you know, a set of sort of events to create the community, bring in external um, experts on topics like, um, you know, IP, or uh, access access to finance, um, and and because one of the things that we found is that entrepreneurs in the centres, part of the reason they really like being in the centres is because they can learn from their peers. Yeah. Because they're all small companies, and they're they're, they're quite often facing common common challenges. So you know the whole thing of a problem is it a problem shared? Is a problem a problem halved? Yes. Um, yes. And then, of course, we, we we're able to sort of plug them into that local um, business support ecosystem as well, and make sure that they can benefit from external external help. Um, we do actually also have a third part of the business, which is called Oxford Innovation Finance. Yep. And um, and this is um, uh, we we run an angel investment network, so we have uh, over six hundred angel investors. Um, and we showcase round about 100 uh, early stage businesses that are looking to raise finance um, to them. And then alongside that, we've got a small fund that we manage. Uh, so we, we, that fund invests in some of those startup companies. So you know, that's very much back to the ethos of Oxford Innovation when it was established that yeah. if you're going to grow um, a, a small business, you're going to need really good physical space to base yourselves in with good connectivity you're going to need advice and you're likely to need external finance as well uh, yeah. on that sort of scaling scaling journey amazing i'd love the uh the, the fact that you've got a, a network of angel investors i mean this is something it's a term that i suppose many people in business would be familiar with but but not all you know particularly um, you know, entrepreneurs that have had a, you know, a wonderful idea about a product or a service or a business, and they're, they're really, really early on into their business career. Not everybody would know what an angel investor is, you know, and um, I, I, well, as an individual, I wouldn't know where to go to seek out an angel investor. So, you know, it's great that Oxford Innovation uh, Finance has got this, this network and um you can you can sort of i suppose there's there's got to be pre-qualifying criteria that you go through with 
the SMEs or the entrepreneurs that you work with, of course. But um, that's a, that must be really rewarding, f- well, for you and your team as individuals, but also as a, an organization to, you know, create that bridge between the the innovator that, that's generally got all of the passion, the, um, you know, the, the, the technical enthusiasm and and the willingness and energy and willpower and everything else but maybe not the the resources funding and 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 cash to um to take their idea or or fledgling business to to the next level uh what what a great resource to have you know so again if there's anybody listening that's in that sort of embryonic um stage and uh you know you're looking for some some funding or maybe um you know finance or or an angel investor then i think it would be worth checking checking out getting in contact with with oxford innovation advice or oxford innovation finance uh what a fantastic discussion we're having today jane i'm learning so much myself um i'm sure there's there's going to be um you know a number of um really enthused listeners from from today's episode it's been absolutely fascinating um just, just to sort of round off, really, what are there any sort of main plans or objectives that you have as an organisation for 2023? I mean, I, I understand there's some of the the funding that you that you have sort of been tapping into uh, either previously or, or or still at the moment is part of the European funding pot, whatever that might be called. And please. Uh, um correct me if uh, you know if i'm wrong on that but um how how might that impact things now now that we've you know we've we've come out of uh, of of the eu with with brexit you know what sort of impacts that going to have and, and on a on a positive what what things are in the pipeline for for next year and beyond yeah i mean that's a really good question and you know back to the you know we were talking about how confusing things are for for small businesses and unfortunately, it's it, it it's likely to get more confusing um, yeah. going forwards. Um, so, you know, my advice is if if you've got a trusted advisor, you know, somebody, then then stay stay close to them because they'll they'll be able to you know keep tabs on the the changes and and plug you into into stuff in the the new funding. But essentially, a, a lot of business support uh, was funded. Uh, by money that came from the European funding funding pot, all of those programs have to be completed by uh, the end of June next yeah. next year. Um, and the government has created a new funding pot called the UK Shared Prosperity Fund, which it has given to um, uh, combined authorities, uh, unitary authorities, and district councils um, to invest in to invest in in. In, in business support and those places are um, thinking about what sorts of programs they want to commission yeah and, um, hopefully will be going out and, and inviting bids um, uh, again against them so um, certainly for a, a good part of, of this year and we're continuing to do this is that we have been having conversations with those those places and encouraging them to um, you know, invest some of their funding in supporting small businesses. So we've yeah. been trying to explain what a difference small businesses make to local economies and that by in providing support to those businesses, they're only going to make 
local economies stronger and 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 and, and well and wealthier. So um, yeah, we we're, we're keeping on flying the flag for for business support and and help for those for those small businesses. Um, and I think what that means in terms of next year, we're we're hoping that we're going to be really busy um, writing lots of bids, particularly yep. in the first few months of the year, and then and then pretty busy mobilising uh, new new contracts as uh, as those bids are are approved and 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 go forwards. Brilliant. So a really really positive outlook then, really. And as you say, SME. SMEs in general are so important to our economy. They're so important to communities, to families, uh, you know, great for, for creating jobs. Um, but in particular, you know, manufacturing, which is which is where, you know, myself and my, my business sit. I've got a huge passion for, for manufacturing and SMEs make up a huge part of that. So let's all keep, uh, you know, doing our bit to to keep talking and shouting about UK manufacturing and, and in particular SMEs, because without them, the OEMs and the, you know, the the, the, the tier ones um, and some of the tier twos, you know, wouldn't wouldn't be able to function. You know, it, it's it really is all about supporting uh, SMEs and, and in particular SME manufacturing. So, Jane, it's been a real pleasure to to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. Um that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion. Um, I hope the listeners and the and the YouTube audience will have found this as fascinating as I have. Thanks again to Jane Gullsworthy from Oxford Innovation Advice. Thank you for listening and look out for the next episode of Insights for Manufacturing. See you next time and bye-bye. <laughs>